What's going on, guys? Welcome to this episode of Still Recording. I'm your co-host, Tony Hannity's, and over yonder is my vice host, Mr. Quentin McKinnon. How you doing, Quinn? Good. How you doing? I am exhausted. Um, this These past couple of weeks have been pretty crazy for you as well as me. You just took a trip. Um, I'm planning on a couple of trips in the next few weeks, and I, I wanted to po- poise a question to you. All right. What's the longest you've stayed awake? Did you say awake? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think I hit 48 hours once. And that was uh, just before the end of high school. I was finishing up packets because um, I was way behind because my life got turned around during that time. Uh, so I had like about a phone book sized amount of packets and I had to bust them out. And so me and actually two friends sat there busting out the packets for 48 hours straight. But Hey, I got my, I I passed high school. For those who don't know what you are referring to when it comes to packets, what's the easiest way to explain what that is? So in uh, a packet is basically... Instead of going to a class when you're behind on uh, the amount of classes you need to take to graduate, what they'll do is they'll give you these packets that are basically the entire class summed up in one uh, small package of papers, which as you go through these papers, it goes through all the lessons, then has all the questions, has you write down answers, and then you turn in this giant packet and they just grade that whole thing and that if you pass that counts as you passing a full class i have so much respect for teachers now because um i helped my son's teacher out the other day with grading the classes homework uh this was about 6 months ago so maybe not the other day but it was maybe 20 students and just making sure they had the right answers for every single question and making sure they showed their work for the questions that required it and all these parameters i can't imagine having to grade multiple packets uh, that were similar to phone book sizes and for those who don't know what a phone book is go ask your parents but (laughs) yeah no that's that's crazy i i think i think 48 hours was was my max as well too maybe maybe a little bit more than that but that was more due to just uh, a weekend of craziness and not not uh, a weekend of studiousness but <laughs> but hey we uh we definitely have the yin to my yang there you so go there you go yeah awesome but that's cool dude so what else is up well we've also got uh destiny coming out actually tonight destiny 2 which is super exciting should i let you go <laughs> do you want to you want to go prepare like, I, I don't know if you have, like, a pregame ritual, necessarily. Um, I'm sure you played the beta for for, for for quite some time, right? You know, I actually only played the beta for a few hours. The content on the beta was mainly geared towards uh, player versus player. Right. Uh, which I'm not a big fan of in Destiny. So, I played the little few missions that they had and moved on, honestly. Okay. So, you weren't... Are you getting the game then? Because you don't sound like you're at all into it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, 
do not be confused. I am super stoked for the game. I've got mine pre-ordered both physically and digitally. It's already downloaded on both the Xboxes. I like everything's ready to go. But it's just the during the beta there was a, a, a main focus for player versus player, which I prefer the player versus environment where it's, you know, AI that you're facing. Um and since there was very little content on the beta for that, I was disinterested. But gotcha. on the full game release, there's going to be quite a bit. Is this going to be taking over your world for the next couple of weeks? Or like when you play games, because I've, I've talked to a lot of gamers and they're like, yeah, this is I played this game for a month or two months and that's all I play. Do you play multiple games at the same time or? Yeah, uh, we we have a rotation that we usually go through uh, depending on our mood. Like, right now, our main game of choice is Titanfall 2, uh, which is near and dear to my heart. But we also <laughs> uh, play Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, we still play Destiny 1. We actually, last night, as a bit of a swan song or a, a, a goodbye, we played the very first uh, raid on Destiny 1. We played through that one last night as a, a little goodbye. Speaking of raids, have you been raiding in Pokemon Go lately, or you just been too busy? You know, I've been too busy. I with with travel and everything, I've been missing out. I haven't caught any of the legendary birds whatsoever. Oh, um, they'll come back. Yeah, I, they're not go- they're not gone forever. I just need to uh, get with some people that actually want to raid. I found the best way for me to find those people are Facebook. And I know you have some adversity to the full usage of Facebook and its uh, platforms, but for me, at least, it's the easiest way for me to just say, hey, you people in this city, come here. <laughs> come hither. I I need your help now, please. I went to the San Francisco Comic Con this weekend. Oh, yeah? And it was actually a gym, and Ryko showed up, I want to say, about... I don't know, two thirty, three o'clock. And there's no way for me to gather Pokemon Go players at a Comic-Con. Like, it's it's nearly impossible for me to even find my own family. Um, but the nice thing about it, uh, which you haven't experienced before, is when you open the gym to see, like, you know, uh, I guess the, the CP level of the Pokemon that you're battling, it also shows you how many people are in the actual uh, raid lobby. So if there's only like two or three, you don't have to worry about r- wasting your raid pass. But I saw there's like 14, uh, 14, 15 people in the gi- in the raid lobby. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm gonna jump in right now. So while my wife was doing her thing and my daughter was coloring uh, some some uh, color paper of you know different superheroes, mm. uh, I I caught a Raiko. At the event, so I was pretty happy. And you've managed to actually catch it, because that was my big problem, is I could do these raids, but I never managed to catch anything. I don't want to get into a whole, how do you catch a a legendary or a really tough Pokemon on this, because that's more of a visual thing. But I will say it does take practice, and yes, I've caught four out of five Raikos. The the fifth one eluded me, uh, I think it was, was it yesterday? No, two days ago. Two days ago, but still, I mean, the cool thing about the game now is, um, you know, I, you know, it's it's uh, an- another thing I can do with my son, 
during the raids, there tends to be other children, so my daughter can play with them while the older people are, you know, playing this digital monster game. And then my daughter, uh, sorry, my wife, who's been, uh, you know, away from the game for about a year, she now has joined back in. And sometimes we're laying in bed and she's asking how to do this properly, how to power up, how to evolve, when to evolve, what the heck a lucky egg is, and this and that and the other thing. So it's pretty cool. It's it's one of those games that's kind of brought us together, but it hasn't taken over our lives. So mm-hmm. la- last night I said, let's go raid at 7.30. And my wife's like, but I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, let's not go raid. Let's go eat. So <laughs> we ate instead. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's... It, um, Whereas some other, I guess, hobbies that she and I have had in the past have kind of been things where it would, you know, be on our minds so much that it would be the majority of what we want to do. And we neglect other things like eating or sleeping on time. (laughs) So the question has to be asked, is your wife a gamer then? Is my wife a gamer? She is not. She's she's a mobile gamer when she wants to be. Uh, she and I both play uh, quite religiously that game that you and I have been playing off and on, 8Pool, uh, the billiards game through Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, she's played other mobile games pretty, uh, like pretty heavily. Uh, I don't think she's ever spent actual money for a game, although she's been tempted to. One of the games that took over her life for a while was Tapfish, where you have these aquariums and these fish and you have to make sure they stay alive and you can trade fish and I guess you can also not evolve but you can like breed fish I don't know I don't, I don't quite understand the allure of it but her and her friends were really into that um, and ironically when uh, when we first got together she had bought me uh, a PlayStation 3 so she could play Ratchet and Clank but then, of course, I play. I played everything else on that thing, and she barely played. <laughs> um, we played DDR together a lot. We also played Rock Band together. Um, I would say maybe at least once, once a week, maybe twice a week. But yeah, like it, it, it never. She never caught the bug, you know. So like, like Frankie, my my son and I, we we would be playing Rocket League, and. You know, the beautiful thing about that game is you can play, do multiplayer uh, on the single controller. And I have, you know, how many Xbox controllers? And I always hand her one. And she's like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'll just watch you guys. And that's one of those, I, I would say that that's a perfect game to kind of get someone that's maybe not so acclimated into the whole gamer world, if you will. Because it's, it's casual, it's fun, it's, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to get used to the, the controls, but yeah, she just never never uh, got hold of it. Yeah, my favorite thing is uh, my wife tried Rocket League as well. She's like, this is hard. And I'm like, yep, yep, it's hard as balls. <laughs> <laughs> People are good at this game? Yep. It's kind of scary, huh? Yep. I think the other types of games that my wife is more into are more intellectual games. So she likes uh solitaire a lot which i get it's kind of a loner game but they're again going back to facebook messenger there's um the solitaire that you can play against other people so you and another random person will get the exact same deck and the goal is for you to solve solitaire before the other person so it's timed and 
So not necessarily intellectual games, but more puzzle games. Well, there's puzzle games. There's uh, logic games that she likes. Um, she likes those, you know, stuck in a room games. Um, so yeah, maybe not so much intellectual, but games that uh, make you have to actually use your use your wits, use your brain instead of uh, just like muscle memory and twitch uh, capability. Now well, yeah, you're gonna piss off a lot of uh, first person shooter guys. <laughs> I'm just saying that like the, there's a obviously you ha- you have to be aware of your surroundings digitally. Um, but having that quick muscle memory and that quick tw- twitch action is much more beneficial in a game like Destiny or Wildlands, where uh, whereas in something like Words with Friends or Solitaire, it's maybe not the end of the world if you don't have that. Fair enough. There's different levels, and for, and for her, her uh, her expertise is definitely in the puzzle arena. Mm. Can't go wrong with puzzles. I love watching other people solve puzzles. It's like those those reality shows where people are like, we're going to build a house. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like how you would put drywall up and how you would build that room and put that rocket ship through the window but without actually breaking the window. That makes so much sense. I totally understand that. I know how to build a house now. No, I don't because I'm too impatient. And I don't like measuring things and measuring twice. And when it comes to puzzles, I get so aggravated that – Things aren't literally falling into place, <laughs> and I, I get—I get that's the allure. I, I get that's—that's that's kind of the, the, um, uh, you know, the whole game of it. That not everything is is going to be easily put out for you because that would just be, you know, life on easy mode. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, with, with puzzle games, I—I uh, I don't know. For for me, it's it, it, it's just not for me. I guess. You know, for puzzle games, uh, my wife actually played a puzzle game as her first video game, uh, Portal 2. Or, sorry, Portal 1 is the one she played. Portal 1, yeah. yes. Yeah, that game was really fun to watch her go through. One of my favorites was, if you can imagine this, she maybe has to grab one of the cubes in the game, and the cube is sitting off to her left. And I'll say... Well, she will. She'll need some assistance. She was like, "I don't know where to go," and I'll say, "Look to your left," and she'll turn. But she'll turn instead of turning ninety degrees, she'll turn one hundred and eighty degrees. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm like, no, now you need to turn back." And then to turn back, she'll turn two hundred seventy degrees. And then, then maybe finally she'll put it in her field of view, but she'll look too far, too far up. And then when I say look down, instead of t- looking down, she'll turn right. And it's just the funniest thing. So I'm like, how are you doing this? You are managing to avoid the object at all costs. So a- after turning radius being over turn or under turn and up, down, left, right, obviously over time she's been a little bit more accustomed to the sensitivity of the controls and what exactly you mean by turn right oh no 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 no! this isn't a sensitivity of the controls thing this is just her i think messing with me honestly oh okay well quinn you're you're really easy to mess with sometimes oh yeah that's why we that well that's why we love you so so there's that (laughs) so with that being said with 
your wife playing Portal and all. Is she is she a gamer? You know, it's a funny story with that. Is she played Portal when we first met? I think mainly to impress me to show that she was willing to try new things, um, and she did enjoy it. But she never really got into games for about a year after that. Uh, finally, one day I was playing Destiny with uh, my friends. And she's like, oh, you're still on Destiny? I'm like, dude, try it. Like, just just give it a whirl. Because I've been asking her for you know months now to try it. I'm like, look, just give it like an hour. Make your character do like the first three missions. And if you don't like it, I'll never say anything again. And so she played the first three missions. And... She hasn't looked back since. She's been enjoying that nice. game so much. She actually, um, she now is the proud owner of her first gaming T-shirt, which is the Destiny oh. symbol called the Tricorn mm-hmm. on the center of the shirt, and it has a nice fade effect to the shirt. Um, she's got a uh, two Destiny hats now. She's got a Destiny action figure, which I think is hilarious. Um, to the point where like she, I, the destiny action figure, I gave it to her for her birthday and her whole family's there when I gave it to her and she opens it and she, she's holding this action figure in its packaging and being like, Oh my gosh. And like legitimately like, you know, jumping for joy and her whole family's like looking at her, like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) What did you get her? <laughs> you don't understand. She gets it. Yeah, so she is just super stoked for this evening, like I was talking about before. We've got we've got everything set up and ready to go. But yeah, Portal was her very first game. You bringing up Portal, did, did I ever show you the, uh, not paper mache, but the makeshift Portal gun that my son made? No, you haven't. So my son, like, the the interesting thing about the youth of today is that they are fans of things without even playing them themselves or even, like, listening to them themselves. So case in point, my son is a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's and Portal and Team Fortress 2 and uh, Undertale. Now, out of those four games, he's only played one of them, which was Portal. But the other three, he's never played a lick in them, not even on mobile. <laughs> but he's a huge fan. He knows all the characters. And this is all because of Twitch and Mixer and, and, and whatever else, and obviously YouTube, and just watching live streams and things like that. Do you think that makes you a real fan, that you know the lore, you, know, you actually know what to do in those levels? So like when he actually played Portal 2, because he's watched walkthroughs, he knows what to do. So he, he kind of – he took the easy road, um, and he, there's no puzzle to him. He knows exactly where to shoot the portal gun, but he's still you know, having to make sure he's not being shot by the other robots and whatnot. Um, but do you think that makes him a true fan? Does it make him a casual fan, or is it uh, – and I, I hate to use this term because he is my son, but does, does it make him kind of a, a poser fan? I – Oh, that's a good question. And if it's the latter, you can be honest, <laughs> and, and, and because because I because I've been honest with him as well too. I'm like, look, I think it would fall under 
him being an actual fan, honestly. Um, oh, okay. The reason why I think you're of that lot, is think you're a lot more lenient than me. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing is, it's like sports, right? Everyone watches sports. Uh, let's say football, for example. But you're not on an actual like NFL or college team. You're just watching. But you'll go out and play it, and play with your buddies, and play football and tag football and all that fun stuff and you're still a fan every for all intents and purposes you're still a fan i think that would fall under the same kind of thing where you're you watch the thing and then you do the thing i mean yeah the the special allure of you actually get to live the story and get the twists and turns that is slightly ruined and as long as they watch those videos and watched other people play and watched them like in order so they got to feel the twists and turns via proxy, basically. I'd say that would count. So I guess your argument is saying that spectator sport, in a sense, make the you know, you watching any kind of physical sport that you're a fan of, that ideal that idea of being a fan of something that you're watching can still make you a fan of the actual IP, right? Yeah. I mean, like okay. I said, as long as you get like the actual full story and hopefully you don't watch it out of order, you don't watch the end first, hopefully you get the whole story the way it was meant to be. As long as you get that, I think, I think you're still a fan. I think you're a big fan because... You you know all the you know all the plot points. You know everything that happened. Maybe you just in an unfortunate circumstance where maybe you don't have the opportunity to play the game. Maybe you, all you do have is a crappy little tablet or laptop, and all you can do is actually just watch the video. I think this analogy can be applied to book versus movie, right? So, like, for me, I was a huge fan of Harry Potter, the movies, but I haven't read a single page of the book. Now, does that not make me a fan, or does that just make me a fan of good fantasy movies? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, one could argue either way. And that's kind of the conversation that I had with Frankie. I'm like, I said, you know, you can en- – in, in my opinion, I, I told him, like, you can enjoy these, these, these things, but – for you to really truly have an, a, a, a true understanding of the maniacal uh, gameplay of this particular game, whatever it is, you need to play the game. Like you can't just rest on what Markiplier or whatever this other person says about this game on his opinion. You need to try it yourself and play it like Frankie. Don't play it like s- some other YouTuber. And when I, I, I mentioned this to him, and then I also kind of mentioned it to his other friends, and they're like, no, we're cool with just watching it. That's how we, that's how we, you know, take in our content, and that's how we, uh, I guess, associate with the content. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, the the one thing I can say to your point is they don't get the nuances through watching someone. They won't get the true frustration of a hard level. They won't get the uh, the knowledge of honestly and truly how much skill it takes to maybe beat something uh, if someone's doing something really hard. Because like I've watched, have you ever seen the the video game? I want to be the guy. 
No. So it's a side scroller, very similar. It it has a style very similar to Mario, um, but it's made to be impossibly hard. The game is trying to kill you on every little turn. Um, and I've watched some playthroughs of people playing, and they're just flying through the levels and jumping and missing everything that's flying at them and. It looked great, so I was like, cool, I'll download the game and try it out. And I died over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's because, like, they've already died 100,000 times. It's just this this playthrough that we're watching is their 6,732nd playthrough. And right. they finally figured out how not to die. And that's something that won't be translated is all the blood sweat and tears that it takes to sometimes yeah. beat some of these levels that's what i'm that's that's kind of my argument like being able to finish this level after doing it 3000 times and you're finally able to finish this level on normal medium or hard whatever it is that's your achievement and you earned that achievement award in xbox live or playstation whatever but to be able to say, oh, I know there's a zombie right around the corner, so I'm going to duck and know all the twists like you alluded to earlier. Like, that's, you know, that that's the epitome of a spoiler in you not, in my opinion, again, you not taking advantage of what this game has to offer. But I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm just old and cranky, and uh, I wish things were the way that they were when we were kids and we weren't exposed to playthroughs or walkthroughs until m months or weeks after the game was already available through Infogamer and magazines and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I think the other thing to kind of think about is there's a difference between being a fan of something and then being like a pro at something or saying you've beaten the game. Because as long as as long as they're not going around toting that they've beaten the game or uh, done better than someone or something to that effect, uh, I think it's fine. You can be a fan of sports without having to try to go through, you know, college football and learning how to play football. I'm not a big. I'm not very familiar with football, so I'm trying to use very broad strokes here. <laughs> no, I got you. But I. Foosball. I, <laughs> I think you can still be a fan of something without being able to appreciate maybe how hard it is. I guess so. But you know what? I, I think at the end of the day, and this is what my wife told me, and I have to agree with her because she's, she's smarter than I. He's enjoying himself. Why, why should I take away his enjoyment just because he's not doing it the way that I would want to? So at the end of the day, and, and this is how I feel about anything that anyone likes, really. If you enjoy it and that's how you take it in, who's to say that that's wrong? I mean, the, the, the dopamine the drug that's getting to your cerebellum, you're truly having that pride, that joy, that happiness in your heart of just watching somebody and maybe copying their exact moves and still feeling like you achieved something, fine. It's it's what you enjoy doing, and I, I'm not going to try and completely ruin your life by telling you that you're doing it wrong because that, that, that would be wrong of me. So I'll try to be the bigger man and keep my opinions to myself, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I was able to voice them here 
out into the ether for all of you people of the internet to uh, to enjoy. But I did want to ask one more question before before we uh, end this, and this happens to me a lot. How often does your brain go on autopilot? I'd say quite a lot when driving, and I try to be actively aware of that when uh, trying to like keep it off of autopilot when I'm having to drive um, for like an hour maybe more um i feel those instances where i realize that my brain has not been recording and i cannot recall the last you know few miles and you know i'm i'm still being safe i'm still checking all my mirrors i'm still watching traffic still you know obeying the rules of the road but it's so autopiloty that my brain has not recorded anything that has happened in the last maybe 10 or so minutes. And when I try to think about where I was, like what, what has transpired in the last few minutes, it's, it's very empty and nothing, nothing's there. Okay. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I wouldn't like to be in a car where you're like, so what did we just pass? I'm like, how did you not know you're driving? <laughs> now, mind you, this is usually in a very specific circumstance. This is when I'm driving really far by myself with uh, either no music on or something I've heard like a hundred times and I'm not exactly like singing along with it. I've realized that uh, things that I can engage my brain, such as like podcasts or music, I know uh will keep me out of autopilot where do you run into autopilot well first off let me just say you just made things worse because if you go on autopilot and something were to happen to you you just said you're in the middle of a place that you don't know you're by yourself <laughs> i just hope you're driving safe that, now, now i'm concerned about your driving habits well, like i said <laughs> uh, like i said it i am still very much alert i'm still watching traffic i'm still you know making sure everyone's not going to hit me um it's just a matter of my brain when i when i think of autopilot my brain isn't recording when i when i try to think about the last 10 minutes or so my brain can't pull anything there was nothing there's nothing there to record there was no in, new information to store and that's why uh I believe there were studies on this. That's that's why, like, when you think about when you were younger, the um, time seems longer because you're learning and there's new things, whereas now time seems shorter because you know things and so your brain isn't recording new information. I mean, that that could be very true. Um, I've definitely had those experiences. The last – I mean, when my, my brain goes on autopilot – um, I hate to say it, but sometimes it's uh, when I'm I'm watching my kids. You know, when when my kids are just they're in a park, maybe they're playing, or even when they're here at the house and they're just doing their own thing, and it kind of looks like I'm zoned out, like I'm staring off into space and I'm not really thinking about anything. I feel totally relaxed, and then my daughter will say something or, or my son will say something and it'll jolt me out of this weird trance that I'm in and I'm like what what, what do you want <laughs> like it kind of I, I kind of sound rude or mean when I when I'm coming out of it but it's really just 
like someone like you're kind of saying someone someone like hitting record again like okay this is important they want you to they want you to talk now hit record go like oh okay what what do you want what what you want water here i'll go i'll go get water well whatever the case is that sounds a lot more like spacing out than autopilot though well see my definition of autopilot i guess is i guess a combination of spacing out and also being able to do rand uh do standard functions without having to completely focus on every single task at hand so driving is is an example and i was obviously poking fun at you but i I, i'll go on autopilot when i'm driving usually in an area that i'm very familiar with which is kind of uh different to you because i know no no hold on hold on i'd like to clarify these are familiar areas that i'm talking about i don't know if i maybe misspoke but I, yeah, specifically, these are areas that I've driven hundreds of times and know every little turn, know which lane to be in, everything. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that that ironically is when you go on autopilot in familiar areas is actually, according to studies, the time and place when you actually want to go off autopilot. Because even though you are on autopilot and you know exactly where to turn, you know how the street runs, you know this light is actually shorter than the other lights, so you're either going to make it or you're not going to make it. Even though you know all those other things, you are turning your brain off to be able to have that instant reaction where you have to hit the brakes. Or you have to hit that turn really, really quickly because that little baby bunny rabbit is running across the street. And... Um, it's it's odd that I, I I bring this up now, but just before we started recording the podcast, I, I saw a pretty uh, pretty bad accident right up the road where somebody um, drove off the road, off the sidewalk, into a street lamp, and completely messed up the full front end, totally totaled the front end of their car. Oh, I don't know if they're yeah, and, and from what I could tell, they were okay because people were walking around. And the cops were there, and and the fire department was there. Um, I and I I don't know if they were uh, residents of the area or not. I I I am not gonna say that they were, but if they were, that that would be an instant where you know you them being on autopilot and thinking, oh, I know exactly how this is gonna go. Obviously, you didn't. And this has happened to me in my when I uh, lived in a. Uh, in another town where I took a turn too quickly because I thought I knew what I was doing and I completely screwed up my tire. And I don't know, I guess autopilot and being in the car is, is a great analogy and uh, turn of phrase because it, I guess it does happen more in the car than anything else. Oh, my personal goal usually is to try to keep myself out of that instance. And that's why I try to engage myself while I'm in the car. <laughs> We, you introduced me to a new podcast. I've talked to you about a couple of podcasts, and the, and podcasts in general for me are what kind of keep me alert. Um, I've also tried listening to audiobooks, which I uh, I am always looking for new recommendations. So if anyone wants to send me any recommendations, I am more than uh, able and willing to try those out. I'll send um, you one when mu- we're done here. All right, music for me though is 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 interesting because. I want to hear new music, but the problem is if I, I, I'm so set on trying to enjoy this new music 
that I'm so focused on, um, oh, I don't like this music, or rather, I don't like this song. Let me skip. Uh, I like this song. Let me thumbs it up. And then that gets me into a whole another category of improper driving, which we don't have to get into today. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole other bundle bag of worms. All right. Well, that's going to be it then. Quinn, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. And how would you like people to get in touch with you? Honestly, the best bet is probably Xbox Live. Uh, Gamertag is Firewall. It's spelled a little funny, so take a look in the show notes. It'll be there. And if you want to follow me, you can also follow me on Xbox Live. It's just my last name. But the better place to follow me, actually, is Twitter, LazyTechTony, one word. But, yeah, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Leave all your questions and comments on Twitter, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.